Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Concerts That Made Us. I'm your host Brian, and before we get into the show, the answer to last week's trivia question was, of course, Kurt Cobain. Now for this week's trivia question. Who featured as the cover story on the very first issue of Rolling Stone? And we've got another five-star review. Five stars, truly inspiring. This podcast is truly one in a million. It takes you deep into the music and provides such thoughtful insight and fun along the way. It's the perfect podcast to sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. This review was left by CartyK6457 on iTunes. And don't forget, if you leave a 5 star review, it will be read out on the show. Now, the reason you're all here. Let's get into this week's episode. My guest is Ron Poison. Ron is known as the CEO and founder of Cult of Individuality Clothing, the number one clothing brand in the music industry. He's also the lead singer of The Tempest Project. This episode is epic and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, let's get on with the show.
a worthless liar I am just an imbecile I will only complicate you Trust in me and fall as well I will find the center in you I will chew you up and leave I will work to elevate you Just enough to bring you down very welcome to concerts that made us thank you very much appreciate you having me on i'm delighted to have you on it's a, a first here for the podcast to have a, a fashion guru on. <laughs> so uh we might as well start off do you want to tell us about the cult of individuality sure um in 2009 i started a clothing brand that has now really evolved to be one of the premier performance brands in the music world um it's it's we will actually who's in tempest uh, the drummer of tempest who's from also evanescence actually had said to me it's a, it's a unique clothing line because it cross pollinates every genre and every ethnicity um of music that's out there with with zero stereotypes which is which is a rarity we started off as a denim brand we are a complete lifestyle brand and you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have 
music icons and legends of past and old and new uh, adorning the brand from the likes of Tommy Lee with Motley Crue, Duff and Slash from Guns N' Roses. I mean, you can go on to guys from Three Days Grace, Papa Roach, Bad Wolves, Nothing More, Trey You. I mean, it's, it's a slew uh, of artists that uh, have, have been part of the cult of individuality uh, community. Um, and that's really how I um, became friends with Will Hunt and, and Doc, Chris, and Kyle of the band Bad Wolves, who are also on the uh, the Tempest project. Yeah, yeah. When you started it, did you set out from the from the start to become a, a clothing brand for musicians? And is that the way you wanted it to go? It, it, um, well, for me, I've always, uh, you know, we, we all in, in the back of our minds wish we could do something. I wish I could have had an opportunity. I, you know, I've always been a, a music fiend. Um, but earlier in my career, um, I was actually working in the surf industry. I worked for, for brands like Massimo and Ocean Pacific. And um, what that taught me working for these brands is that you need to build something that has a living, breathing soul uh, that really resonates with the with the end consumer. And it really applies to music. I mean, to me, music and clothing really go hand in hand. Um, and in that surf industry, when I was there with OPM Massimo, it was that California lifestyle. So it didn't matter if people lived in Montana Tennessee, where there is no ocean, if they wanted to be a part of that Cali vibe, they bought the clothing because it spoke volumes to who they were. Initially, when I started the brand, I started doing a lot of gift lounges. I did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I did a lot of different different things. And that's really where the introduction to the musicians came. Um, and uh, meeting them, giving them some clothing. And then the word just really started to spread around and i'm constantly hit up hey i'm on tour so and so saw 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 me wearing the brand sees the whole band wearing the brand they love it can i hook you up and i mean it's it's every week and especially with 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 the music world reopening and people going back on tour i see it now i'm being hit all the time hey you know i'm with hollywood undead danny um he he loves the stuff you want to hook him up we're going on tour you know but i'm like yeah let's go and it's uh really a blessing yeah, really but like I said, it's it's not relegated to just rock and and, and metal and grunge. It's uh, it's it's I got country, legendary country musicians, hip hop musicians, the Latin world, um, and reggaeton, all all wearing the brand. So it's a it really is a unique a unique brand. Um, and uh, I'm proud, and I'm proud of the you know, people that I now can call friends that I've become fr- friends. You know, yeah, through the clothing line. That's actually something I noticed myself. I was looking through your website at the products and there's literally something there for everybody. You know, it's not something that you're looking at and you're like, oh, I can see a rock star. You know, I can see Tommy Lee wearing this. There's Mm -hmm. literally you could see a country star, as you said, you could see a hip hop, a rapper, you know, even a pop star wearing it. Mm -hmm. There's literally something there for everyone. There, I mean, I, I'm constantly um, uh, um, being introduced to new people that are coming in, young young generations. Listen, I I made mistake back early in the in the brand, which I started in 2009. I was invited to um, style Justin Bieber for his uh, for a party, right? And I and I, and I thought back, I'm like, mm, Justin Bieber. I don't know. It's kind of pop. It's not really my thing. You know, shame on me for not for not being a, <laughs> for, not, for not being a part of that. And same thing, Miley Cyrus. 
you know, back in the day when she was Hannah Montana, they, they were doing a 16th birthday party and they wanted to do things, the clothing, the whole thing. I was doing women's clothing back then as well. Hmm. And uh, that was an opportunity that I, pa- that I passed on because I didn't think it really fit the demographic of who we are as a brand. Um, so shame on me for those things. I don't, uh, I don't really pass up on opportunities now because you, you never know. And, uh, you know, I have some younger generation people that are coming through that are influencers and style makers and they're 2 million followers, 5 million followers. And you know what, they all come into the brand. And like you said, there's something for everyone in, in this clothing line. I have my, a lot of my rock stars come in and they, they want to go a little more streetwear. I have my hip hop guys that come in. They're like, Ron, trust me like a rock star. And, uh, it's, it's unique. I mean, my father's 75 years old and, you know, he wears the polo shirts and, and the shorts and the jeans. There's, there's something literally in there for, for everybody and unique. We, we, you know, I'm doing beer collaborations. So I have a craft brew out with a Venezuelan brewing company out of Miami. I just did a cannabis collaboration with um, a cannabis company out of California called Lemonade and Cookies. I'm doing hot sauces. So I'm trying to penetrate everybody's household some way, somehow. If it's not the clothing that you're that you're buying or or you can afford, but maybe there's other, you know, maybe it's a hat or maybe you want to drink the beer or whatever it is. I just want to be able to, you know, infiltrate the home yeah. um, uh, in some way. It's a, a good, a good business plan anyway. Yeah. So um at this stage, we'll we'll jump back to get a sense of your early musical influences. Can you remember your very first musical memory? Um, yeah, you know what? My very I was in uh I would say probably between first grade or third grade, and we were having a talent show in school. And I remember getting up in front of everybody and singing a cappella Beth by Kiss. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I remember that like it was yesterday. And that was probably you know, then joining, you know, in elementary school, joining the choir mm. and, and singing um, in the choir. But that, I mean, that singing Beth in front of everybody, I just got goosebumps thinking about it, actually. <laughs> uh, that was my very, very first memory, you know, but I grew up, I grew up in Rhode Island in, in, in the Northeast and in, in the U.S. And, uh, you know, my parents back then, they were listening to the Bee Gees and, you know, and, and Elton John and Helen Reddy and Donna Summer. And it was a lot, a lot of disco and a lot of that, that, that vein. And I started kind of sliding into Led Zeppelin myself. Oh, yeah. I started going toward, you know, the rock scene. And then I, and then I kind of, I was influenced by a lot of hair bands back then. It was, you know, the White Snake and Def Leppard and hmm. Tesla and, and, and that vein. I really sat into it. But for me, I didn't really find my sweet spot or my, my lane of music until, until the nineties, until, until really that Seattle sound, you know, I was, I was into Motley Crue and I was into poison and a lot of that stuff, but it was that nineties. And I lived when I moved to New York city in 1991, um, there was a music store called H and M music. that was right on the corner of my block. And I would come home from work, working at ocean Pacific. And I pop in there once a week or twice a week. And that was back then they had these, we recommend sections and you go in and you see the, the CDs back then when people were buying CDs and the headphones were there and you, you put the headphones on, you listen. I remember first being exposed to Pearl Jam 10, that oh, album and, and here and that I'm like, Holy shit, this is really good. <laughs> I've never heard that. All right, I'm going to buy that. And then it was, you know, stone temple pilots and candle box and Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that, that genre, that sound was really the most impactful for me. Yeah. Where I found where I'm happy, my comfort zone. Yeah, what was about the the '90s sound that that spoke to you? 
Well, I could sing along with a lot of it because a lot of those singers, whether it was Eddie Vedder or, you know, they all had baritone. I just, it was the, the energy, the angst, the rebellious nature about it. It was a, uh, it was a nonconformity, so to speak. Right. Uh, and then there was also, it was, it was, there was that whole fashion trend that was coming. It was, you know, the loose fitting jeans, the plaid shirts, the grunge. It was, you know, I just kind of, I just slid right into that whole Seattle vibe living in New York city. I'm like, yeah, I, I can relate to this. I like this whole thing. And, and a mother love bone and, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. sound garden and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely more than just music. It was an entire scene and an entire lifestyle, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To me, is when it was one of the most influential, I mean, uh, decades of, of, for me, music wise, um, you know, the sound changes this day and age and what's coming out. Yeah. When you were younger, did you have any aspirations to be in a band or be a singer? No, actually, what I wanted to be was a marine biologist really right. is what I, is what I wanted to be. Yeah. But I was very artistic and my parents and uh, pushed me toward the art field because I was, I was good. I was an excellent drawer and I, I was accepted to an art school, but I declined it. And I went to a school that had a great marine biology, but the music, the music wasn't the thing that I was going to, I was going after, you know, I wasn't in a band. Um, it wasn't really until I moved to New York, I had a roommate that was playing guitar and he played in the band and there was like an open mic night at CBGB's in the city and, you know, I could sing. So I got up there and sang a song at CBGB's. I'm like, oh, wow, this, <laughs> this is this is this is pretty this is pretty cool. You know, and then and then, and then I started to have some delusions of grandeur. I'm like, I, I think I could do this. But nothing, you know, nothing, nothing ever really happened. And yeah, I mean, you fast forward really, to, you know, 20 years <laughs> later is is, you know, here we are now. And, and again, it was it's due to the, the clothing connection to all these musicians. And truth be told, even when I was meeting all of these musicians, I became friends and we're hanging out and drinking. I actually kept my personal life, you know, separate. I never mentioned that I was in a band because I was hanging out with professional musicians. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. What am I? I'm a clothing guy. I don't want to be that. I didn't want to be that guy. Like, Hey, yeah, you know, I'm in a band too. Hey, Hey, you want to listen to this? Check, you know, ch you know, ch check this out. Cause I'm in a, I was, I'm in a cover band here in Long Island in New York. And we do, we play most of that nineties Metallica, Pearl Jam, STP, Nirvana, that type of stuff. But I never mentioned to anyone Then my marketing team said to me like, Ron, you need to get a social media going. You need to get an Instagram going because people want to know who's behind the brand. And I'm like, Oh, really? I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do that. So I ended up doing that. And then slowly I started posting some, some music videos of, of, of my cover band playing out in Long Island and that's when uh, people like, I didn't, I didn't know you were in a band. I, I didn't know you could sing. Dude, you got some pipes. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just a hobby. It's just, it's just something on the side. And, and you know, that later led to, you know, during COVID, when everything was shut down, you know, I was sitting back with my marketing team and I was actually going into the office in New York City when it was completely locked down. And I was going in twice a week and doing podcasts. And I was getting all musicians, like I said, every, everybody on uh, on the podcast an hour. I'd have three different musicians on. And you know, that was when Will was like, yo, man, maybe, maybe, maybe we should do something while everyone's got some downtime. Let's, 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 I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know, let's pull out a cover or two. Let's, let's have some fun while we're, while we're down. I'm like, all right, who, who else is going to do it with us? He's like, I, he goes, I can get a bunch of guys if you want. I'm like, well, let me, let me, let me reach out to my guys on Bad Wolves. And see what they're doing, and that's what Doc, Chris, and Kyle, the bass player and the two guitarists, like. Yeah, we're down. What you know? What do you want to do? 
And, you know, I do, we cover so a tool in my, in my cover band. So I'm like, wow, you know, I could, I could sing sober. You want, you want to, you want to do that? All right. Let's, 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 let's do that. And then we started tossing around um, other, other songs. And um, we had mentioned some Slipknot songs and uh, didn't really make a decision on that. We recorded it individually. Each of us went to a studio because Will lives in Orlando. The drummer from Evanescence lives in Orlando and the three bad wolves, Chris, Kyle, and Doc are all in California. So we all recorded individually, sent it to Will. He had a guy who does work for Evanescence who produced it, um, mixed it all. And uh, and we're like, all right, what, what else do we want to do? And, you know, shortly after, Joey had from Slipknot had passed away. So mm. like, Ron, you mentioned Slipknot. I had never sang Slipknot in my life. I just love the band. Um, so we decided to do Dead Memories as, as a tribute to, to Joey. Yeah. Um, so we recorded that, finished that up, and I and I sent it over to um, a Jose Mangan at Sirius XM, who does liquid metal and octane and lithium and whatnot. He's like, Ron, this, this is really really good. What are you calling it? What are you, what are you doing? I'm like, calling it nothing. I just you know it was a little <laughs> fun project on the side. He's like, well, you got to give it a name, and I need music videos. I'm like, what do you need music videos for, Jose? You're on the radio. He's like, because when we put this on the radio, and we're going to put it on three stations: a cover channel, liquid metal, and octane. People were going to want to listen, then go search and check out the music videos. I'm like, no, uh, uh, all right. So I reach out to Will. I'm like, yeah, well, Jose wants uh, wants us to do some music videos. I hit up the guys like, all right, we'll, we'll go in and just record. So we all just kind of recorded individually. And then I had my marketing team mix it and, and, and did really two kick-ass music videos on it. And then Will sent it over to Pavement Records. You know, that's that's how we're talking now. Pavement yeah. Records was like, wow, this is this is great. What, what are you going to do with it? Will says to Tim at Pavement, who's also in soil, he's like, well, what are you going to do with it? You know, what do you want to do? He's like, well, I want to I want to run with it and promote it. So Will's like, all right, man, let's do it. And here we are now. We're getting traction on some billboard uh, billboard charts uh, in the U.S. and, you know, in, in the U.K. and whatnot. And. Uh, you know, we're all kind of sitting back, scratching our heads and like, wow, never really thought this was going to happen, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Will's all been on Will's and I, I wish he was here now talking with us. But like I said, he's flying back from uh, Minneapolis. So he's on the road also at Slaughter. He does some stuff uh, with Slaughter yeah. um, um, right now. So he's flying back. He's stuck, actually, um, because they have snowstorms out in the Midwest. And um I lost my train of thought, but yeah, they're, they're out on tour. Um, Evanescence has a killer record right now called "The Bitter Truth," mm. which is phenomenal on the oh, charts. It's getting a lot of airplay, and you know, Bad Wolves is gearing up now to go on tour with their new singer DL um, mm. because Tommy Vex is is no longer in the band, and they have the uh, the 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 record "Dear Monsters" out now, which is uh, which is also killer. Everyone needs to check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's an epic song. It's a uh... I'm a, I'm personally a fan of Bad Wolves and I was a little worried about what way they were going to go with the whole Tommy Vex situation. But, mm-hmm. oh man, when I heard their new music, I was, any worries I had were put to bed very quickly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're all, you I mean, I, I was, I was, I was sad to see them, you know, split up, you know, with bands or, or difficult dynamics. Yeah. And, um, you know, Tommy's going to make his way on his on his solo career. And these guys uh, picked up a phenomenal singer, you know, in DL. And uh, like I said, they're they're such amazing human beings and, and even, you know, it's just uh, phenomenal musicians. It's uh, uh, I feel that they didn't really miss a beat, but it's tough. Yeah. You know, it's tough to change a front man. It is. It can be the end of a band 
a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, yeah. Yeah. it takes a really, a really tight band to kind of force the way through that and continue on. Exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, listening to your guys' songs, the first thing that struck me was, oh my God, the vocals on this. How has this guy made a true life without becoming the biggest rock star out there? <laughs> you know, you can really sing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, uh, if my wife were sitting here right now, she'd say, don't say that. Don't say that. His head's big enough as it is. It has a hard time fitting through the door. Um, but again, you know, for me, it's uh, it's great to have a creative outlet that is not uh, something that's required to put food on the table. Mm. And, and, and and that's what that's what the band that's what the band is about um, for me with the cover band. And, and of course, with this project, for me, it was it was a feather in a cap to say, wow, you know, I I was listening to Evanescence back in the day and, you know, yeah. and, and with Bad Wolves, relatively new, they've been, you know, they struck, they struck it when they did the cover of Zombie by yeah. the Cranberries, which went multi-platinum. And again, for me, I'm proud to be having friends, uh, that I, again, call them friends uh, that are mu- professional musicians wearing my clothing was great. So to be able to do something with them, just as fun, just as fun <laughs> was, was an honor, really. And uh, it's now, it's now leading to, to some other things. Um, some people have been like, well, you know, what are you guys going to do next? Are you, are you going to tour? Are you going to do something original? Well, touring is probably not going to happen though. If bad wolves and, and, and Evanescence ever ended up on the same bill, then, you know, we could slide something in, but yeah. kind of two different styles of music. So I don't, I don't see that. I know um, Evanescence is on tour with Hailstorm now mm-hmm. and um, plush. Oh man, which is uh, that young, they're a bunch of young girls, very, very talented. It's nice to see a younger generation coming in, yeah, doing some kind of classic, you know, rock sound. So, um, they're on tour there. But Chris Kane, the uh, one of the guitarists from Bad Wolves, is, keeps throwing out, Hey man, let's let's do a couple originals, let's do something original. So, I know those fellas and, and Will are kind of exchanging riffs and things right now uh, on the side while they're out and about on tour. So there, there will be something, at least one uh, original song to come, um, which which we're excited about. Um, and the thing about the, the the Tempest band or Tempest project, as a lot of people are calling it, is that um, you know because because it's a, a collaborative effort. It you know it's, it it could fluctuate. It, it might be different musicians kind of coming in. Maybe it's a different bass player slide in, or a different guitarist kind of slide in, to, predicated on on uh, you know the the band schedules, you know, Bad yeah. Wolf and Evanescence. So there might be different people come in and, and slide in and do a little bit. So I mean, we'll see. But it's a it's just it's fun. You know, it's yeah. just fun, and and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. No pressure, actually, right? There's <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, it's crazy to think though that it's a uh, you know it's just a few friends having some fun and it just took legs and ran away. You know, you yeah. didn't set out to for it to be the next big thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost like something you'd see in a movie. Yeah. It is a little surreal. And quite honestly, it never would have happened. You know, there's a lot of negative with COVID, but there are silver linings with COVID. Mm. Um, there were a lot of musicians. There's a lot of great music that's coming out right now that, people took the opportunity with the downtime to really get creative and do some things. And maybe they wouldn't have had that opportunity if it weren't COVID with the concerts and the festivals and the, this and the, that that was going on. So for sure, Tempest never would have happened mm. um, if, uh, if everybody's schedules were normal and they were doing their thing. So, you know, there, that is a silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. It must be kind of, do you feel like 
you're the guy saying, come on, guys, you know, pull your act together and let's focus on this band. Or, you know, it must be hard with the guys having their own bands and touring and different schedules to kind of get together and work on something. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course it is. Yes and no, because when, you, when you're hitting a six week or an eight week hitting multi cities on the road, you know, you're these guys get exhausted and, you know, they're in and out, in and out, in and out. So, you know, having time to to ride or whatever, it gets 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 a little difficult. But again, the way we're approaching this, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's no pressure. You know, you guys get a little creative thing going, bounce it off, send it around. And that's 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 the brave new world we're in. The fact that all of this was recorded separately. We were never in a room together. The fact of the matter is we did a, um, a music video release uh, event that was virtual uh, um, about two weeks ago uh, for the two videos that are on YouTube, the Dead Memories and uh, and Sober. And Will, Doc, Chris, and Kyle never even saw each other's face to face. This was the first <laughs> time virtually that you know yeah. we've talked via text, we've exchanged, but they've never been on the phone saying, "Hey, you know what's up?" What's so it was. Uh, and they said that you know, of course, they knew each other and respected, but they never actually sat in a room or or actually even talked to each other. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy that, that how this really you know came to pass. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know a lot of people give out about technology these days, but when it comes to the music world, it's you know it's great that people from different sides of the planet even can actually collaborate and make a yeah. song. Make a song, you know, it's something that you could only dream of years ago, you know. It is crazy. And so many people, I mean, used to have to go to recording studios, you know, and people have the, you know, these guys have their in, in their houses yeah. or in their basements or in their garage and they're, and they're, and they're, and they're doing, you know, so again, you know, it's, it's a brave new world of yeah. you know, how, 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 how music is being made, how music is being distributed. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. It's exciting and, and, and scary. Sometimes I, I like the old school. I miss the, uh, going to the music store and buying the vinyl and or buying the, the cassette and looking at the lyrics and opening it up. And again, I remember buying the kiss albums and, you know, open those things and looking at what's <laughs> going on. It was, it was, it was an experience and you know, you don't have that experience now. And it's, it's, you know, it's downloaded stream. It's, you know, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, it's, it, yeah. it's crazy, but it's creating opportunities for people as well. Yeah, the flip side of it, though, is that you tend to notice, not very often now, but you do tend to notice there's people getting access to releasing music that maybe shouldn't be, you know? Yep. You know, it's uh, that's, I suppose, that's the other side of the coin. With You know, the other the other thing that's happening, I have some friends, you know, the friends that are in the music industry, and the, this whole NFT world, mm-hmm. right? And this whole metaverse world that's happening right now. So you, I have some friends that are not releasing music on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, but what they're doing is they're they're selling an NFT, and with the NFT comes three singles that are unreleased. Mm. You know, so artists are now they're actually can go out and sell that X amount for X amount, and and have an opportunity to make a stream of income coming that way, and not relying relying solely on you know, the, the, the spins on iTunes and, and, and Spotify. So everything's evolving and changing so fast, really. It, it, it's, and it's interesting to kind of learn and listen. I, I, I like to be a student of the industry and just absorb as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. It was bound to happen though. Cause you know, it, that's one of the, the worst things about the music industry nowadays, you know, is Spotify, iTunes, how much they actually pay the artists, you know, like, 
a couple of cents for a play, you know, so it was bound to happen that they'd come up with some way of being able to pay, be paid and be paid rightly for their, their work, you know? hundred percent. And, you know, artists rely on, I mean, the touring is a big thing, right? So when these artists weren't able to tour, you know, and selling the tickets and selling the merch, it was, uh, it, it, it was, it was very, very difficult. And then you take, you know, you, you can dive into the, you know, the artists can still make a little bit of money from, from the songs being played and YouTube and whatever, but think about all the roadies and all the yeah. techs They're they're not getting anything. So they, they miss for two years, all this road and travel and work and they're sitting home twiddling the thumbs like, you know, what am I going to do? So for sure. Yeah. Challenging. Yeah. That's actually something over here in Ireland. Uh, a lot of the roadies and the tech kind of left the industry because they couldn't hang on. You know, we were actually, I think one of the first countries to close off live music, totally mm-hmm. ban it. it was gone for almost two years. It was just uh, allowed back, I think before Christmas, but yeah. A lot of those guys left the industry, you know, and now there's actually they're calling for new guys to enter the industry. Yeah. But it's um it's interesting. It's going to be interesting now to get back to normal and have concerts on the, the way they used to be, you know. Exactly. You know, I'm I'm living in New York City, and New York City still is a, is an area right now that's been avoided for live music right. because of because of COVID and the strict guidelines of what's going on here. Um, most of the bands who have been coming have been detouring. They're hitting New Jersey, they're hitting Connecticut, they're hitting Pennsylvania, but they've been staying away from uh, New York City, which is which has bummed me out a little bit. Uh, though tomorrow night I'm going to go see Tool. Oh, um, yeah, over here in uh, Long Island, so I'm excited to see them play, which is going to be yeah, cool. Yeah, jeez, was it was it tougher in New York than the way you say a lot of bands are avoiding it? Were the restrictions tougher than everywhere else in the country? I think I think uh, New York and LA, you know, were were two areas that were were a little challenging. It's it's just you know it's, it's all the politics, right? It's, it's what the rules and the guidelines they're setting. And you know, I've been going to a lot of shows, and every venue is different, every tour is different because you know with these tours, whether the managers saying, listen, a big part of touring with these artists and you know is 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 a lot of this what they call the VIP access, you know, for for fans to be able to come back and do yeah. meet and greets and and hang out and you know, it's, it's a big part of the experience. And a lot of either some managers have been like, that's not going to happen because we can't afford for anybody to get sick. Some, some, some venues were, were, were doing their own rapid tests backstage. So you went backstage, you did a rapid test that that cleared, then you could go backstage and hang out with the band, but still wear a mask. Um, so it's uh, some 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 venues will just you know show your vaccine card, show that you were vaccinated, then you then you can go. So it's, it's it's different everywhere. There's no one set rules, no one set guideline. It's 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 each band or each venue is is kind of setting their own rules and dictating what you know how they how they proceed. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully it'll be back to normal very very soon. But yeah. um, what would it take then for the music to become your main day job, so to speak? Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I guess if it keeps going, if it keeps growing, I mean, I would listen, you know, uh, my marketing team just called me just yesterday and they said to me, Hey, are, are you available to travel to Atlanta? I'm like, for what? And there, there's actually a big, a big hip hop producer. His name is drummer boy. And he's working on, you see a lot of music with rock and hip hop kind of 
you know, crossing Large. paths and yeah. he's working with a pretty reputable um, hip hop artist. I can't say right now. Um, and he wants some vocals uh, from rock, you know, uh, wants me on the hooks and some of the chorus uh, for, for, for his, for his track. I'm like, okay, I'll come down. So didn't really expect that. So, we'll, you know, we'll, uh, again, we'll see. It's, it's just no expectations. It's just whatever. So, um, so I'm going to fly down to Atlanta and do that. So I mean, it, you know, I, I guess if everything happens naturally, we'll see, you know, mm. time will tell because I'm still, you know, I still run my, my multi-million dollar business designing and sales and marketing and all that. If music starts to pick up and I start traveling more then I'll have to funnel somebody in to kind of run that business a little bit, but it's day by day. It's what, you know, again, blessed to have this, have a problem with having to choose and spread time. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. Yeah. It's a blessing. Um, shit. I've seen, I've seen even my, uh, my, my local rock band that, you know, the, that's starting because local radio stations, I've been doing stuff here and they're hyping up the cover band now. And, you know, I'm getting to a venue to go play. I'm like, Holy shit, this place is packed. <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 and it's, you know, we get a good crowd, but not the size crowds that we're, that we're getting now because a couple of the local radio stations are, are so it's just, it's exciting. Like you say, yeah. my, my, my wife's like, you are, you're one lucky individual, <laughs> you know, you know, I definitely, I definitely am lucky, lucky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe you should start a new band and call it the luckiest man on <laughs> earth. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that could be your first, uh, first song with that you guys write. Yeah. The, yeah. The first original. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jeez. So um, one thing you mentioned your cover band, uh, Fools for Kings. Mm-hmm. One thing that's always intrigued me with cover bands, I haven't had any cover bands on the on the podcast, but I've been dying to ask, is there a need? Are you satisfied singing other people's songs or is there a creative need to do your own sort of music? You know, again, there was a lot of people that kept saying to me, oh, when are you guys going to do before before Tempest? When are you going to do something original? When are you, you, know, when are you going to do something original? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there's, there's only so much time in a day. It, um, I get a lot of gratification. Again, I wasn't doing the cover band for money. That wasn't why I was doing it. I just, I love to sing. I love to perform. I love to see people like sit back and oh my God, I never hear this song out live. Oh my God, it brings me back to those days. You know, because again, we're playing 90s. So when you start pulling, you start pulling out Nirvana or, or Smashing Pumpkins or whatnot, it, the average it, people like it's nostalgic for them. And I see them singing along and I see them smiling. It's, it's very gratifying. You know, mm. it, 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 it's very gratifying. Does it give you the itch to do something? Yeah. Sometimes that itch just disappears. And I'm like, you know, I'm happy with you know, making my clothing line, traveling around and, and coming out and jamming and making people happy while they're drinking a beer. I, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's gratifying enough for me. And, you know, my wife will always say, don't let the band take priority over the brand. She's like, the brand is the first, that's the first thing. That's what pays our bills. That's what puts a roof over the head. That's what puts kids through college. Don't let that. But then she kind of sits back. She's like, holy, 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 what? People really like you. People, people, <laughs> people are really. She's like, I'm, and I'm tired of people coming. You know, we're at the gigs. I'm tired of people coming up to me. Oh my god, he's so good. He's such a good singer. Oh my gosh, she's. Like, I get so tired of hearing it. I'm like, All right, whatever, you know, whatever. But it, it, yeah, that creates an itch to answer your question. But 
again, there's so much going on. And I, and I guess that's, I, I just keep likening back to the fact that maybe that's why things are going smoothly because there were no expectations. Yeah. It's yeah, just whatever. True. It's just whatever. And it's kind of footloose and fancy free and it's kind of taking it like that. And maybe sometimes in life, some things we try to force, you know, we try to force and listen, I don't, I don't mind saying my age, I'm 52 years old. I started singing six years ago, six oh, years wow. ago in a band, you know, in a band. I mean, <laughs> yeah. never mind the school stuff, but in a band. So at 46 years old, you know, which yeah. some people scratching their head, they're like, wow, you're really a late bloomer. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just whatever. We're as, you know, we're as old or as young as we think we are. Mm. And then we just kind of live. So my, you know, my advice to anybody out there that listens to the, to the show or whatnot is just whatever. If, if you love it, you can do it. Just, just follow the passion and just go, just, just do whatever. Just try. Yeah. Try. Keep pushing forward. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what are the future plans then for both the Clauden brand and the Tempest project? If you can share any. I'll start. I'll start with the with the clothing brand. With the clothing brand, or I mean, we're we're, we're focusing on really global distribution expanding. So, uh, we we want to start opening our own brick and mortar stores. So independent, because mostly what we sell are, are independent specialty stores and department stores. But we want to start um, opening up our own stores. So we're actually looking at a few locations in Paris and London, um, in Tokyo, um, in in the USA. Uh, and then continuing to grow again the lifestyle. We 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 sell. You know, I want to do cologne. I mean, we do everything: sunglasses, slides, bathing suits, towels, bathrobes. Like I said, candles, beer, cannabis, everything. It's continuing to build the lifestyle, the brand around the culture. Really focusing around the music industry. And then the band um, Tempest. Like I said, it's uh, the next the next um, logical thing for us is to is to start r- working on uh, original original content and it's we're not sitting back and we're saying two songs three songs four songs five songs it's one let's focus let's, let's get one song down yeah and you know let's let's see how that how that goes someone there was a saying that was said to me the other day and this, this old man is is riding a horse and he's on the horse he's like I, I don't know where to go i don't know which way to go i don't know what to do and the horse is like can you see in front of you the old man's like yeah he's like so just take that first step Let's uh-huh. just take that first step and keep and keep moving. So, and I think that's that's it with the band. It's just, you know, the first step was was putting something out there for fun, and it seems to have resonated a little bit with us. So now the next thing is, all right, let's see, let's see if an original has the same impact. Maybe yeah. it does, maybe it doesn't. But let's 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 start there and, and one step at a time. I have a funny feeling that it'll definitely definitely work out anyway. Well, thank you. Thank you. I hope so. And uh, I'll move on to the last couple of questions. So everybody gets these questions, I'm afraid. So you can't get off the podcast <laughs> till you answer. Okay. If uh, if you could see any performer or artist from history in concert for one night only, who would it be? One night only. Whew. Boy. You know, that's that's it's a loaded question, right? Because you could you could look at it from a, a personal music taste, hmm. or you could look at it from just icons that were just bigger bigger than life, right? Yeah. Um, you know, from a from a, and I, I guess I'll answer it a couple of ways. So from a, 
I mean, I would have loved to have, uh, again, I go back way, way back. Zeppelin was one of my most influential. I, when I looked at, you know, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant and and how they transcended and their, their lyrics and their sound, to me, I would love to have, have seen Led Zeppelin at mm. one point. But then from a pure entertainer or icon, you know, Michael Jackson would have been would have been pretty impressive, put it pretty impressive to, to, to see to see live. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just as, as a showman, as a legend, as an icon and what he accomplished, probably I'd have to say those two. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're the you couldn't get much better than the two okay. of them. You know, you've picked the best of uh, both worlds, really, the pop world, mm-hmm. the rock world. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the next one. So it's another tough one if you had to be locked in a room for 24 hours with any performer for history who would it be 24 hours for any performer in history uh, boy that is a tough one hold on you know what i have to say paul mccartney Really? I wasn't expecting it. No. And, and I'll tell you what, until recently, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have said that. Right. Um, but, and I'm, I, I'll, I'll confess this out loud. I mean, I've never actually been a huge Beatles fan. And for, for no reason, I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't want to, didn't want to listen, but I just recently watched their documentary. That was done by um, was it uh, Peter Jackson? Peter J.J. Uh, Abrams or P- Peter Jackson? No, Peter Jackson, yeah. Peter yeah. Jackson, and uh, I I got to tell you, I mean, impressive. I mean, as as an artist, as a songwriter, the passion to sit and watch how they created that documentary was just phenomenal, mm. and I I think I could learn so much to be able to sit twenty four hours with Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. He's probably the one rock star where 24 hours probably isn't enough. You know, yeah. he'd probably go for back for a second or third time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, what about John Lennon then? Does he not get a lot? Oh, no, I mean, well, you said one. I mean, if well. I could have the both in a room together, <laughs> I, you know, I would take, I, for sure, I would take both um, together. But if it was only one, I, it would be Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there was a, a song that could appear on the soundtrack to your life, what would it be? Wow, you've got some, uh, you've got <laughs> some deep and, and interesting questions. A song that could be the soundtrack of my life. I'm stumped right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm stumped. That's a good question. It's going to make me think about it, but I don't know if I have an answer right now. A song that could be the soundtrack of my life. I don't know why I just sit back here <laughs> and my wedding song is your song by uh, Elton John. And uh, that just comes to my head, but it's not the song. I, I don't know, man. I, I, can, I don't know if I can answer that one. I'm sorry. It, 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 it's a deep thought provoking. It, it really, it's a, it's a thought provoking, right? Because you're really digging in lyrically, I, I, I feel, for that and, and what hits home. And I'm sure when, when, when we're done this, I'm going to get off. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. That, I found it. I know what it is. <laughs> and, 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 and I can't right now. I can't think of it right now. I'm sorry. No, no problem. It happens. It happens. It's yeah. kind of a, 
it's kind of unfair to spring it on you as well at the same time. <laughs> yeah. If you had, if I e- emailed me that I would have been ready. I would have been, I would have <laughs> thought about it a little bit and been ready, but I'm sorry. Uh, no problem. No problem. And finally, what do you do to relax when you're not doing the clothes or the music? What do you like to do? Uh, I play video games. I'm really kid, man. I, I jump on call of duty and I'm, and I'm playing Warzone and call of duty. That's, that's, it, it honestly, if if I'm not able to do things with my with my family, whether it's boating, you know, in the summertime we're out boating, we'll anchor the boat and swim and and chill and and enjoy with friends, getting drunk and whatnot. But if it's not that, if it's just if I'm in my house and you know what, what I'll jump on Call of Duty and, and, and run around getting. And actually, I can't even say it's a stress release because I get I do get pissed with people killing me all the time, and they're probably <laughs> ten years old. <laughs> but it is one of the only times that I could actually put the headset on. Um, it's not music. It's not clothing. It's not just where I just decompress and just immerse myself in that world mm. um, and, and play. So that's that That would be it. Well, that was actually another unexpected. I would never in a million years expected to say you play video games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've also, uh, it's it's changed. It used to be it never was first, first person shooters or third person. Shooters. It was always sports. It used to be John Madden and mm. NBA 2K and playing with. I used to play with dudes from the the TV show Entourage playing because I talked a lot of trash because of John Madden. I I was I was pretty damn good at John Madden, so I talked trash to everybody and I'd be getting these actors and musicians online and kicking their ass <laughs> in John Madden. But now it's 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 moved over toward uh, Call of Duty. Uh, right, and. Uh... The very last one. Is there something I should have asked you but didn't? No, I mean you were you were thorough. You 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 linked in the clothing, and I, I'm a talker, man. So <laughs> sometimes I don't give people an opportunity to uh, to ask a lot of questions. But then at the end, they're like, "All right, well, you kind of said it all. You answered everything." No, you were a you were you are the, the inspiration the um, the influences the, what we're going to do next uh, how i got into it i mean really actually how i got into my cover band people say how did you get into your cover band i was we're sitting at a house one day and uh and i have two kids and mutual f- parents that we're friends with and we're sitting here and one of the one of our my my um son's uh friends parents called up and said hey what are you guys doing why don't you uh why don't you come over to the house the husbands are in the garage jamming and people brought their coolers and they're drinking we're sitting in the backyard a summer day hanging out and my wife's like oh i should tell ron ron thinks he can sing <laughs> <laughs> so and she's really just coming to terms with that because i in all fairness i would always say to her we'd be in the car because the only time i would sing was in the car and I'm like, I miss my calling. I miss my calling. She's like, you didn't miss your calling. Your calling's clothing. She goes, not that I don't think you could do it. She goes, I don't think you have the, the mental makeup for rejection with the music industry. I'm not sure right. you have that. That's as you said. <laughs> so, you know, but now she's changed her tune a little bit. So we go over to the house and these guys are jamming in the garage and whatnot. And like, you, you want to jump in? I'm like, I don't play any instrument. I, you know, I, all I can do is sing. I'm like, okay. You know, pulled out the lyrics on the phone and we started jamming some stuff. I mean, it was a Zeppelin. It was probably a Pearl Jam and something. They're like, dude, you can sing. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm all right. And about a week later, one of the guys hits me up. He's like, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about putting a band together. Would you, would you want to come down? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and, and, you know, and that was six years ago. You know, yeah. and, that's, and, uh, and that's what led to the, the cover band now. 
Yeah. With the music now, has your wife uttered the words yet? I didn't marry a rock star. My wife utters the words, this guy is not who I married all the time. <laughs> I mean, if you look back when um, when we first started dating, you know, I had long hair. And I, then I cut the hair because she didn't like it. So I went really short, you know, and, you know, I, again, I was a little more surfer kind of a kind of a guy. So, you know, I was with the, the board shorts all the time and the flip flops and whatnot. And my my attire has changed you know, with the advent of my own clothing brand and really immersing more into the music scene and, and, and looking the way I do. And the hair has become a little um, signature. You walk into a place like, oh, I saw you coming from a mile away, Ron. You know, there's there's the hair. Um, so uh, she, she all the time says that all the time, all the And like I said, she hates when we're when the band's playing and people are coming up to her. It's like, oh, they're so good. Your husband's so good. She hates it. She's like, oh, please, his head's big enough as it is.
I am Matthew Thomas, the Spirit of Super Cool Radio, and if you're looking for a great podcast that features the best independent and up-and-coming bands and artists, then check out my podcast, Super Cool Radio. Each week, I deliver fun interviews, and every Friday, I spin some killer music. You might not know some of these bands that I feature, but I guarantee you will love them. Check out Super Cool Radio on YouTube, Rumble, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or the streaming platform of your choice. Tune in and rock out! Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this show. If you did, rate and review us on iTunes. really helps the show grow. You can find us on social media at Concerts That Made Us Podcast. And be sure to check out our website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concerts that made us. We've got three tiers available. If that's something you're interested in, you'll get access to a private Discord. Exclusive uncut video versions of the podcast early access to ad-free versions of the episodes, and much, much more. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey! Hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show's over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here.